you start considering settling for less because you just want that companionship. Your mm-hmm. your timeline, your talk is ticking. Your biological talk is tick talking. Time is ticking. Talk is ticking. <laughs> Welcome back to the You Can Sit With Us podcast. I'm Brittany. And I'm Bridget. And you You always always have have a seat seat at our table. table. What are we talking about today, sis? We are talking about singleness. singleness. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Let's try to be more happy. Today we're talking about singleness. singleness. (laughs) (laughs) Partay. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. A fun topic, right? Something that literally every single one of us as humans go through that season. We are born single. We are all live through that. You know, the duration and what it looks like for all of us is different, but we all live through it. Yeah. So we need to talk about it. Because how do we live through this in the best way possible as Christians? How do we thrive and make the most of this single season? Even those hard moments, even those seasons in your single season that are rough. That's Mm -hmm. what we're going to be talking about today. And we know Valentine's Day, if you're listening when this podcast first airs, is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. So you see all these like love mm-hmm. um, prompts and yeah. you know all these everything all, all the, the promotion, happy couples yeah all know. the the fantasies about you know like oh my future man yeah he's gonna, he's gonna like yeah the proposals <laughs> and my husband's gonna like line the the house with rose petals and all this no stuff. I'm kidding. <laughs> And it can bring about a lot of hard feelings, right. especially the holidays just happen, which definitely makes singleness harder in certain seasons. Right, 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 um, right. So we want to so let we you know we're here for you. Exactly. We're here to talk about it. And hopefully this episode really just encourages you, uh, brings a new light to your single season and, and gives you encouragement that it's not something to be dreaded or just to exactly. get through, but that you can actually thrive in it. So we're really excited about that. But before we get into that, y'all know the deal. Our favorite thing for the week. So, Brittany, what's your favorite thing for the week? It's very fitting and very on topic. And I honestly, like, it's not really my favorite thing of the week. But it's like, I have hope that it's going to be my favorite thing of the week. Because I haven't <laughs> actually gotten into it yet. But it is this book. And it's called 31 Prayers for My Future Husband. Mm. In the nature of talking about relationships. I'll be praying for my future husband a lot. And I've been wanting to have, like, an actual physical journal that I can, like, give to him in the future. Or, like, physical letters that I can give to him. And I've kind of been everywhere with that lately. Like, I'll write things in my notes or write them on paper. But having this centralized book that was actually gifted to me from one of our beautiful leaders at church. Um, It was, like, an anonymous gift, but I knew it was her. (laughs) It actually has prayers written out. Um, specifically about praying for your future husband. It has verses, and then it has writing and journal prompts, which I think is so dope. And I can't wait to get into this and, like, just get into more of that hopeful mindset. Like, also, the design is dope. Yeah. Um, It's very interactive. That's really good. It's it's good for for retention Mm -hmm. as well. So we'll link this in the show notes. Yes. Tell us what your favorite thing of the week is. So my favorite thing of this week, I feel like my accent's going to come out because I'm going to be really excited to talk about it. (laughs) I probably just did. Um, is a song. So this this song is called "Who You Say I Am" by Hillsong Worship. That's that's at least right now, my because I'm pretty I sure there's, that song. there's a bunch of um, singers out there that sing it. But um, I love Hillsong Worship the way they sing it. I don't know if it's an original from pretty them. Pretty sure it is. Oh yeah, okay. That's a tangent. Sorry, <laughs> uh, a tangent. <laughs> There it goes again. Honestly, that's going to have to become a hashtag. For real. That's a tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Mad funny. Um, But I love that song. Every single time it comes on, I'm just like, Mm -hmm. 
like just taken away by yeah, we'll, um, we'll stop there because we don't want to. They break played it here. that when we went through Freedom Conference at our church dorm, and when they played that song, it was towards the end, and it was it was okay. like that was the first time I ever really heard it. I think, and it just resonated so much. Oh I love gosh. that song; it's yes. powerful. Just it's, like just like the first the first line it opens up with. It mm. says, "Who am I that the highest king would welcome oof, me?" It gives me goosebumps every time. Like what? Oof. So that's so my favorite good. thing for the week. I absolutely mm-hmm. love that song. Um, I sing it with my nostrils, apparently, not with my diaphragm. But, <laughs> but listen to with the Lord. Nostrils. It sounds like pure music. Not with your nostrils. Well, like, whatever with the nose like you you sing nasally or he- like in that. your head yeah that's what um dave said about her <laughs> <laughs> she did too she fronting she did too um <laughs> i did the same thing but yeah but yeah so so if you want more of this type of content if you're interested in faith content how to grow in your faith if you want to feel like you're part of a community that cares about you and you know helping you actually grow and learning about you know biblical principles and and just the word but also like doing life together and growing at a practical level of like where you're at and like how does that apply to our lives we want you to be a part of our community so hit that like button uh hit subscribe smash that bell button so you get notified every wednesday when we upload because on wednesdays we we upload upload. and this wednesday we're wearing pink so (laughs) but not every wednesday we're gonna wear pink but um (laughs) we want you to be a part of this community and if any of these episodes bless you please share it with someone who please. can bless honestly not even to help us in return it does help us a lot of what we're doing this is not easy putting this together and we're really doing this in the hopes to help you guys right and that's really our heart like if someone needs to hear this if you feel like there's a part of it that would resonate with them share it with a friend and we just thank you for being here yeah thank you for coming to our table yes <laughs> so right. let's get into let's get into let's it let's get into it let's get All into right. it so um, Sorry, I always smash the table. Okay. I need to stop doing that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, okay, so the purpose behind this episode, as Brittany mentioned earlier, is to shed more light to singleness and, and thriving um, in your singleness. Yeah. Not so much like, darn, I'm single, I'm lonely, and like hitting, not highlighting that part of it. Because being single truly is a blessing. Yeah. It really, it, it, it really is. I'm going to just react the way I know some of them are reacting. And if you're watching on YouTube uh, right now, I know you're probably like, oh, cringing a little like, <laughs> oh, I hate when people say that. Like, yeah. singleness is a gift. Da, 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 da. So tell us why. So the purpose behind this episode is to highlight the thriving portion of uh, being single. Because I know a lot of times we always just like, we look at being single like, darn, I'm lonely. It's like, it sucks. But we're not here for that. Yeah. Being single Believe it or not, it's actually a blessing. And I know, I know. <laughs> you're watching you're- on YouTube, you see, mm, I feel you. Like, some yeah. of us probably like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, like, I know and I feel you. We've been there. Yeah. You know, it's it. there is that part of it, too. We're not, like, canceling that. Yeah. But we do want to unpack the the beauty and the blessing that it is right. in, in our single seasons. Because I know, I feel like we don't. Like the church and the community doesn't really talk about that too much. Like most, yeah. a lot of it is like us venting, like you know how we're feeling in it, but it doesn't highlight the the beautiful portion of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bray, would you like to tell us the challenges? Yeah. So we, before we even get to the like, how do we thrive? We're gonna give you practical tips, and we're gonna talk about what Scripture says, what right. God says about singleness. And first, we really just want you to know that like we get it, bro. Like singleness, we get it. There, it's 
it doesn't look one way for every person. And for each person, it doesn't always look the same right. in each season that you're in within your bigger single season. There's going to be times in your single season where you feel like you're thriving. Mm -hmm. You feel so much fulfillment in your life that you're like, oh my gosh, like I low-key am going to miss this. Yeah. And, and then there's times when it feels like the total opposite and you feel lonely and you have this yearning desire for marriage and it just feels like, a waiting game and it feels torturous and it's like god like do you even hear me do you even care yeah. you start you start considering settling for less because you just want that companionship your mm -hmm. your timeline your talk is ticking your biological talk is talking time is ticking talk is ticking <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping that because she messed up not me <laughs> your biological <laughs> clock is ticking and you're like you know what is going on god like we get wrapped up in our own timelines yeah. and it can be so frustrating. It can be so hard. It can be, oof, single, singleness like can bring up so much difficult things yeah. within you that you didn't even yeah. realize were in you, especially when you go into the season of open singleness. Yes. So I like to think of singleness in two different seasons. There's your closed singleness and then there's your open singleness. Your closed singleness is when you're really like, single you're fully devoted to the lord and the mission that he has for you in that season you are not open to dating at all right. like if someone was to even approach you and pursue you you would be not open to yeah. it you would and i think that can either come from a hurt place like you're healing yeah. and you're hurt and you're just emotionally not ready or it can be a healthy thing too where you're like no i'm not ready yet so i'm not going to open that up yet because i don't deserve that and that person wouldn't deserve it either like Which they deserve so me to be ready and available yeah, yeah and then open singleness is when you're single but you're like open and willing to start dating give people chances and you're kind of getting out in the Field, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. So like to speak. I would, yeah, like testing. I don't want to say testing the waters. That's <laughs> you're putting yourself out there. Yeah. You're open and you're ready and willing for something to come, but you're, yeah, yeah, like that's, yeah, that's exactly. Really mm -hmm. So, I think there's beauty in that, but it's hard. Like, I want to harp on the fact that yearning for a spouse, yearning for marriage, is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. That is a desire that we were literally created with. Like when. God created Adam. He said, it is not good for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. He said this before the fall. Mm -hmm. So we were created for a relationship before sin ever entered the world and severed our relationship with the Lord. So we know that it is a good thing that we're meant right. to be united, especially mm -hmm. in marriage. Right. Um, but it can become dangerous when our yearning for that becomes stronger than our yearning for God, yeah. than our yearning for what God wants. And I think more than anything else that we yearn for in the world, I feel like yearning for a spouse, yearning for a marriage, yearning for a relationship is probably the hardest because we have that innate desire as humans to be connected, to be bonded. We're sexual beings. We have that desire to love and be loved, exactly. be seen and known and all of that stuff. So it's just important that we validate our desires but we submit them to god and we say god you know what i really really want a spouse i really like these are all the things i want write your list do what you got to do get specific mm -hmm. with it mm -hmm. but submit that to him it's when we get to that place of like oh like i really want 
to be in a relationship right now, God, like, and you're, and then you're acting on your own, not out of faith, but out of desperation because you're yearning that so much. Now you're really at the root of that. You're not trusting that God knows what's best for you and who's best for you and the right. time that's best exactly, for you. Exactly. Exactly. I totally 100% agree to that. Um, I know in the word of God, we'll link it below, <laughs> but <laughs> um, he, he over and over tells us that when we follow the flesh, it leads to death, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but when we follow the spirit in his way, it leads to life. And the reason why I mentioned that is because like, I know we've all been there where it's like, okay, like I have to take matters into my own hands. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like not to talk too much about myself and, and my testimony, but like, I remember being at a certain age and I was like, I'm, I'm this age and yeah. my biological clock is ticking. I need to find someone who I will know for at least the next four years. Cause I'm still in my prime yeah. to see if we're going to marry and then have children and stuff. And when I did that, you settled seven, girl, woo! she settled. <laughs> we all do though. Yeah. Like it, bro, it leads yeah. to that. It, exactly. It just, it leads to death. It leads because mm -hmm. I was really dying deep down inside. And so um, when we do submit it to the Lord, like, like Brittany uh, said, like make your list if you need to, uh, like the, the book she has, like having, having it um, in prayer with, with writing it. That's not, that's not bad. Go ahead and do mm -hmm. that. But submit it to the Lord because yeah. he already has, he already know who you're right. going to marry. He already, right, right. he's working in that right this mm -hmm. minute in this season. If, I, if anything, I feel like he's working it the most yeah. for the both of you um, for that time when, he, when he, in his perfect time and to yeah. bring y'all together, he's already done so much work in, in y'all and you guys' hearts for when y'all do get oh to that gosh, point. Yeah. I always Ooh. think of the future and what keeps me encouraged is like thinking about what your love story is going to be like. Right. Do you want it to be a love story where you took matters into your own hands right? and you rushed and you went ahead of God, which I promise you is going to come with challenges that you're going to have to work through. Like yeah. challenges that won't come. There's going to be challenges no matter what. Right, and that's right, something right, I want to talk about. But the challenges that come when you get ahead of God are painful. They're yeah. like you said, when you act out of the flesh, at least to death. And what practically what that really means is it's going to probably first and foremost, challenge your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just leads to things that are not life giving mm -hmm. and it's going to be draining. Um, but when, you know, if you, your story is a story that was both people submitting to the will of God, just relentlessly pursuing Jesus. And, you know, like if you're a Christian for read any singleness books and stuff or dating books, you've heard this, you should be running so persistently towards Jesus and then you look to the right or your left and then you see someone running that race right beside you. And it just, God just orchestrates your path so well. Yeah. And that's the kind, that's how you know it's from God. Like when it just feels holy, yeah. when you know, when it's founded on God, when you guys are having edifying conversations about the Lord, about what God is doing in your life, about what, how he has prepared you in the realm of relationships and singleness and all of that good stuff. Um, and the, the love story that comes from that is just so much more beautiful. Yeah. And, and honestly, that keeps you going in the hard times because yeah. there are going to be trials that come in marriage. Trust me. Mm. <laughs> and you're going to want to hold on to, you know, God. Yeah, and absolutely. So 
Do you want to practically tell us what it looked like when you said that you settled for less and mm-hmm. it you were dying inside? Like yeah. some people might be like, oh, that led to death. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. So what are some like ways that that represents itself and manifests itself yeah. when we're living out of our flesh? When I, when I took it upon my own hands to seek a relationship because yeah. of um, X, Y, Z reasons, I completely ignored the fact that I just knew that it was not life fulfilling, like by no means. It wasn't what life fulfilling. Like it wasn't. It was life giving. Life giving. Okay, okay, okay. yeah, life giving. That's why I need her. Um, I, just, I didn't hear what you were saying. Yeah, like it. it I was ignoring that right. because I was so stead. Like the word that comes to mind is steadfast, but I was so adamant, adamant mm-hmm. about like, no, this is it yeah. because of this, and it only took like three months for me to like really like know that this ain't it mm-hmm. but I stay I, I stayed there and then a couple months went by and I was at the point where it's just like I literally felt like I was suffocating yeah literally felt like I was Why? suffocating like how or explain that a little bit so because like every time I would try to like express myself to mm-hmm. the person and try to tell him hey this is this is how you can love me or whatever the case may be trying to really trying to find a solution for it it was not getting through by no means yeah, by yeah. no means and then it just the um, it just kept happening where I kept getting like feeling discouraged like feeling like oh like okay this is not happening um but to be honest that's what led me to Christ like that's yeah. really what because I was just in this place where I literally was like this funk I just could never explain mm-hmm. it this just heaviness was on me and I'm like I am drowning yeah. I, I I can't and I know what it is I, I know what it is I just didn't really understand it at the time yeah. and I'm like I just need out I want out I need out of this mm-hmm. and then because God is so good he instilled the courage and the boldness to be like Jano Mas Mm-mm, I have to like, and I got out of it. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I think the key thing is, cause you explain like relationship problems. Yeah. Relationship problems are going to be in any relationship. Right. That doesn't mean that it wasn't God ordained or that like, that's a signifier that you pursued it without God. I think for you, the main point was, what would you say the main point was in that, like the root of that? Yeah. So it was self-righteousness. It was the fact that it's like, I I think this is what I need. Like, mm-hmm. this is my understanding of it. And the, the way to get it is yeah. this. So why do you feel like it felt so empty and like life draining? Yeah. Honestly, because I was looking for love all in the wrong places. Yeah. I was looking for a, a God-sized love, like godly love to fill me up with other people yeah, by all other realms, you know, Mm -hmm. and especially in this case with that relationship. And it was not it. It was so not it. And then finally I met Jesus. Amen. And that's so powerful because you didn't even have a relationship with the Lord yet. And then you had a relationship with the Lord. You ended that relationship. Your relationship with the Lord began. exactly. And then your singleness as a Christian began, Mm -hmm. which has so much purpose. Yeah. Which we're going to talk about the purpose in your single season and how to thrive in it. But first, I also want to touch on some one last, like, I guess, challenge that we face when we're single and yearning for marriage is that we have this belief 
that life doesn't fully and officially start until we're married. Yeah. And like, why do we feel that way? Yeah. It's it's crazy. The first time I realized I had that belief, I it, it like shook me because mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, I really low key under the root of all of this yearning and discontentment is mm-hmm. the fact that I feel like life doesn't really begin until I'm married. It's like, oh, like ministry will just sort itself out like when I'm married or like I'll be able to have this when I'm married or this will be solved when I'm married. Like, no, why can't you have that now? Yeah. And, you know, like there's just so much. That's just such a lie. Exactly. It's such a lie from the enemy that's so not true. Yeah, because it's kind of like saying you're not complete until you find. <laughs> a lie that's so not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like saying, oh, you're not complete until exactly. this person. Listen, you are complete and whole in Christ Jesus. Right, You right. know what I'm saying? Like, and, he's enough first. Mm-hmm. You know? And how we started off the episode saying, like, we all have, like, right. singleness is a gift, right? I mm-hmm. know, roll our eyes. It's like, eh. We're going to talk about why it's really a gift. Yeah. But one of the reasons is we all are gifted that opportunity because... Even in a marriage, like if you do desire marriage, hopefully your desire is to have a God-centered marriage. And in that, the danger of marriage is that you can easily turn your spouse or your marriage into an idol and focus a lot more on that. Because obviously to have a healthy marriage, you do need to pour into it. You do need to give it intention. And it takes effort and time and all of that energy. Mm -hmm. Um, But... If you're not making sure your relationship with God, your personal relationship with God is healthy, the marriage isn't going to be healthy. None of your relationships yeah. are going to be healthy. Yeah. So the beauty of singleness is that you can just focus straight on that. Like, mm-hmm. exactly. which we're going to dive into a little bit more. But if you feel like you've had those thoughts where like, oh, life doesn't begin until I'm married. And any of those thoughts that I mentioned, this is your invitation to, to leave that at the feet of Jesus. Like tell him that you've been feeling that way and invite him into that ask him to like reframe your mindset and just pray about it and allow him to work in you because that is probably the major key that keeps us from really thriving in our single season we just look at it as something to get through something to survive and I always say in my business, in my life, the goal is not to merely just survive, but it's to thrive. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we truly can thrive in our singleness if we focus on the right things. And the right thing, period, is the Lord. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about why singleness is a gift. Okay. And... Let's just like unpack that because we hear that so often and it can be so frustrating. Yeah. Especially when you're in one of those seasons when it's feeling extra hard and extra heavy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to start us off by reading the verse and then you could dive into and just unpack it for us. Okay. So one of the main verses that are quoted when we talk when we're talking about singleness as a gift is in first Corinthians and it's first Corinthians seven verses 32 to 35. And this is Paul talking. He says, I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife. And his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. Mm -hmm. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good, good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. 
So Paul is saying that singleness is a gift yeah. because literally you're not, you don't have that significant other to pour into. Right. You get to full undivided attention. Like the Lord just gets your full undivided attention. And exactly. there's such a sweetness about that. Like, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Even just having a child now, I miss those days. Yeah. But yeah, let's and talk about it. It's good that you you said that because when you think about it, when you have nothing but time yeah. and you focus on a task or you focus on a thing, that thing you perfect that thing. Like you yeah. master that thing and like it just it just Oh, like, yeah, you, you master that thing and like you really pour into it and, and that thing flourishes that, that focus just becomes stronger and stronger because you are, you don't have that distractions. You don't mm -hmm. have much distractions. So when you, when I think about that, I think about like, wow, I get to do that yeah. with my Lord, with Someone who I know I'm in the best hands, who yeah. takes the best mm -hmm. care of me. I get to really pour into that relationship, you know, without any distractions. And and then it pours back into you. Like exactly. you feel and you're living in the fruits of it, which is so beautiful. Yeah. And then so you have so much liberty, yeah. so much liberty to to decide. You sure do. Yeah. <laughs> like to decide how you want to do that. Like how, okay, Lord, like I want to invest in our relationship with, um, a studying your word this way and that way could be like a good, what, three hours. Mm -hmm. If you, if you decide it for, or you want to, um, just pour back into your relationship with him in within like your local community. Yeah. And it's just, you have all that Liberty to really like cultivate and grow in your faith with the Lord because you don't have another person and another heart. And when I think of people, I think of their, I go straight to their heart. I'm like, okay, I want to always yeah. protect their heart. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I don't have another heart to take care of. Yeah. You get you get what I'm saying? Because my heart is being worked through and you right. know like it's 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 I'm I'm cultivating this this uh relationship with the Lord. So you don't have like that extra that extra thing to think to to yeah. to consider. So when you when you have that liberty there's just so much room to yeah. pour into it just in life in general like you don't have to you can make decisions yeah literally only based on you yeah. like obviously if you are caring for a loved one or something like that you know we're sensitive to the fact that some of us have other responsibilities but right. uh if you're single you don't have the responsibility of a spouse um if you're a single mom that's different um that's a whole other topic of conversation but just not having to consider someone else's feelings. And right. like, those are beautiful things. They're gifts to be able to do life with someone, but it's just a whole nother compartment of life right. in your mind that you have, that's added on. And the beauty of being single is that you don't have to worry about yeah. that. You can travel freely. You can, if you feel called to do missions, like yeah. you can do that a lot more that. freely. You can do literally anything mm -hmm. without having to consult with and care about and just consider someone else yeah. that, Hopefully when you're in a good and godly marriage, that's not a burden and it just, it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But that is a beauty that I think every single married person will always tell you, like there's a sweetness about that single season yeah. that you miss of just being able to move the way you want to right. and and devote all the time that you have really to God and ministry and like yeah. just the mission that he has for you mm -hmm. and becoming whole as a person yeah, one of the, for your person. One of the things that was always told to me 
was you'll never get that time back. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and that really stuck with me because you want to make the best of it. Yeah. You want to take advantage of it Mm -hmm. and do everything you possibly can because marriage is a beautiful thing. I don't know from experience, but I have that hope, of Mm -hmm. course, um, because of how Christ wrote in his word. But um, it's just, it's, it's a different type of mission yeah it's a different type of sure. you know ministry i heard it said recently it was so good and they were like we rarely ever regret the things we did mm-hmm. like we t- we typically always regret things we didn't do a lot more like right. dang i should have spent more time doing this right. i should have you know if you lost someone i should have reached out to them more yeah. i should have spent more time with my loved ones i should have spent more time with god i should have done this and just live as much life as you can when you're single, like enjoy it. Like all the things that you've always wanted to explore, different hobbies, like you have Mm -hmm. the, the opportunity to do that now. Yeah. Like, do it and not to say that that stuff stops. It's just going to look a lot different when you're married and have a family. Exactly. Um, and it's just a totally different chapter that you, and, and once you're not single, like you're, you never really go back to that. You're either a single mom after that. Hopefully you'd be single. I mean, after you step out of your single season, hopefully you'll be married in a happy, healthy marriage for the rest of your life. But even if you get out of that, you're then divorced, God forbid, widowed or single mom. And so like, you're never really single again, where you've never stepped into something before. And even for those of you who like me have been in a marriage before, you're a single mom or a single dad. This still applies, you know? Um, There's still a beauty of that season as well. It's like, I always, I'm always reminded of like the redemption in that, like, the whole redemption story of Christ, you yeah, know? And yeah. like, if you have stepped into a marriage before, you probably have learned a lot of like what you, and you know, I went through divorce and separation or anything like that. Um, I'm sure you learned a lot of where things went wrong. So um, the hope really is to just do things God's way and right. just the best you can do it. Yeah, honestly. no. Try no your mind. best. So I truly in my heart believe that this is the time the Lord works in your heart the most. Um, during your single season for preparation Mm -hmm. for the season of marriage. I say that because a lot of times, how how many times have you gone into like a a commitment and you don't feel prepared and you're just like going with the flow and it's just, there's a lot of challenges that, it's like I could have avoided this if like I wouldn't just step into something prematurely. Yeah, Oof, it's like it's like, like yeah, and it's like oh man, like I didn't have to go through this amount of stress if I would have just prepared a little bit better. Yeah. Parking there real quick. I don't think you're ever really ready for right. a relationship. Right. What does that look like? I right. do think that there is a unhealthy time to get into a relationship, right. and that's probably when you just got out of one and you haven't even processed right. and grieved because anytime anything changes in your life the process of grief starts and there's a process like it's denial, anger, depression slash apathy slash bargaining. And then you finally make peace with it. You kind of have to work through at least a few of those before you get into a new relationship so that you're not bringing all that hurt and pain into that new relationship because you're not gonna be able to think clearly, see them clearly. Nothing, everything, your your lens that you're looking at life is coming from that place. Mm-hmm. So I think giving yourself some sort of time and intentional time, not just time, exactly, but intentional time of healing and doing the good things to heal you, right. get over that trauma, right. to become more of that person that's ready for the 
more ready for the relationship. Right. Um, and I feel like the analogy that keeps coming to my head is like when we when we step into something or rush into something without God's blessing, without really pursuing his will, when we just step into something because we want it, straight because we want it, it's like, do you even have the muscle to sustain that thing? Right. Like, think about working out. Yeah. If I go and try to bench press 100 pounds, bro, like, I don't have the muscle to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hurt myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if I'm working at it day by day and I'm doing, you know, a little bit here and there, then right. in two weeks I up my weight. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks I up my weight and I'm eating well and nourishing my body and I'm, mm-hmm. my protein, my mm-hmm. muscles are growing. Now, in however long, I'm going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know about bench press. I don't bench press. But like <laughs> even squatting, yeah. you know, like you build up that muscle so that you're able to sustain the weight of that thing. But if you step into a relationship way before you should have, way before God said it's time, mm-hmm. he can redeem it. Of course, he's the God of redemption. Yeah. But the pressure and the weight of that is going to feel so heavy. It's going to feel so much harder than it would have if you kind of just pursued God's will and took the time to build up the muscle for that. That goes through your single season of working on yourself into your dating with that person, into your marriage. Like it's so important to just be present where God has you and be content with where he has you and trusting that if he is a God that is good and that works everything out for our good, that that means where you're at right now is where you need to be at. Exactly. That is for your good. It's where you're supposed to be. And he knows what you need. Mm-hmm. And everything you have is what you need. And what you don't have, you don't need it yet. Yep. So much easier said than done. But like, if we really just meditate on that, I think it does a heart change, you know? Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I truly believe that your single season is the perfect time for you to, for him to prepare you for marriage or, yeah. for, you know, just any relationship, to be honest. But in this in this case, for marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you are praying for someone, right? Like, let's say you already at the point where you have a list. I think we all have a list. Some of yeah. us have wrote it down. Some of us haven't written it down yet. But you're praying for this person. You're like, I want this person to have this quality, that quality, uh-uh, whatever. But are you one And I say this lightly, but like, are you worthy of that person yet? Or like, not worthy, but like, are you even like a good match for that person yet? Yeah, compatible. Are Mm -hmm. you wife material? Are you husband material? Like, so often we focus on praying for that person, you know, the perfect person or thinking about them, fantasizing about them. But I think your single season, the one of the best things we can do to thrive in that is to become that person ourselves. For women, becoming that Proverbs 31 woman, becoming the godly wife that you know that your future husband deserves, becoming the godly mother that your future t- children deserve yeah. as much as you can before you have children, like cultivating those qualities of what it means to be a godly woman or a godly man. Mm-hmm. And... In those moments when you feel the loneliness seeking in, uh, seeping in and just struggling with your singleness, literally fixing your focus from that, like in the moment. Like if you feel yourself being sad, validate your feelings, feel them, but don't sit there. Right. Do something positive and something wholesome that is good, that helps you grow, reminds you of God's goodness. And in that, I think he shows us so much of why he has us where we're at right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. No, I 100 percent agree with you so like what do you feel like are some practical examples of that like of how we can have healthy distractions in our singleness healthy distractions um i think doing things that you know fill fill you up in a way so like um if you like 
like to draw, if you like to be yep. in nature, if you like working out, exercising, mm-hmm. that's me personally. Like I, I feel very connected to the Lord whenever I am breaking down my body and building it back up, you know, yeah. um, things, things that fill you up. Um, I think that's a, a really good, a good way to, to be distracted, quote unquote, um, but at the same time, I think within, within that you can, you can still connect with the Lord, like journaling, yeah. you know, like writing out your prayers, being in creation, like I mentioned yeah. earlier. Um, it's such a good time to cultivate the skills and the gifts that he's given you as well. Like, especially if you have a desire for something that's skill-based, like in anything in creative media, yeah. um, any hobbies that you have that take if you want to get good at anything, you need to devote time to Correct. practicing that thing. And when you're single, you have the most time you will ever have in your life. So do, using that time and being a good steward of that time to cultivate that thing is so life-giving. And you find purpose in other things besides a person. And I think that's such a healthy way to go into a relationship yeah. when that person finally does come. Because now you're single yeah, but you're secure, you're whole, and you're one whole person that is not finding your identity and yeah. validation and fulfillment in a relationship. Yeah. And it's two whole people coming together to make an even stronger unit, ultimately to serve the Lord. Exactly. Because when we go into a relationship, like, what is, am I going to get from this? That's not that's not the heart that you should have to go in a relationship with yeah. at all. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, love is sacrificial. Exactly. Um, and it's an action. Like, it's not just a feeling. Correct. It's, it's, it's an action. Mm-hmm. Um, when you base things off of feelings... It's just like you've mentioned time and time again. Um, it's like you're building it on on sand. Yeah, you know it's flimsy. Mm-hmm. So it's an action. You and it's a choice. Yeah, I choose to love you. Exactly. Despite Every of, day. <laughs> of little pet peeves, despite of everything. Yes, mm-hmm. it's it's an action. Yeah, and. There's pros and cons to every season. I right. think we get disillusioned a little bit when we fantasize about the future because we only think about the good parts. Right. And we don't realize that when we're actually there, it's our reality now. It's not. It's no longer a fantasy, so it's not just good because life is not just good. Right. Like, it has its pros and its cons. Singleness has its pros and its cons. So focusing on the pros of where you're at, like the positives, is what's going to get you through each day and help you be in a healthy mindset of being present and reminding yourself of the pros and the cons of the future, not in a way to put a damper on your dreams, but to be realistic about it, like not to escape your current reality for a, the, a fantasy, essentially, but to be where you're at and, and make the most of the season now, because then when you get there, you're going to have a much healthier mindset on right, that. Right, because of expectations. Yeah, You know exact, what I'm saying? Oh my gosh, expectations. Yeah, yes. it's like, <laughs> like, I think, I don't know, I, Lord, help me with my words. <laughs> Because like when you going off of what you just said, when you create these expectations, when when it's like rooted in self, then yeah, these expectations where it's just not it's unfair to your partner because yes. it's kind of inedible that they're going to fail you. Expectations are. We should do a, a whole episode on that, like yeah. expectations, like in relationships and stuff, yeah. because I think in your singleness, a lot of where the hurt comes from and stuff is unmet expectations. Exactly. And then you bring that into the relationship. Exactly. And so when you start building up these expectations, I promise you, literally, if you've ever lived one day in your life, <laughs> you know that life doesn't happen the way you expect it to. So when you build up, oh, how it's supposed to be, when it actually happens, you're going to miss out on the beauty of it right. because you're so caught up on what you 
wanted it to be exactly. and pictured it to be. Yeah. And that could do so much damage yeah. to the relationship and to yourself. Exactly. So, yeah, no, yeah. that's so good. And uh, along the lines of preparation is your single problems don't just go away when you when you find your person and you get married. Like they, if anything, they get amplified yeah. when you meet that person and you start dating and you get into a marriage. Like they get amplified. So if there's anything you struggle with, if there's anything in you that you are like, mm, I need to work on that. The perfect time to work on it. And it's, it might not be something you arrive at before you get married, but at least acknowledging it, that's the first step. Yeah. And then doing something about it. Yeah. Like while you're single is so important. Yeah, yeah. Because no one deserves to be hurt from our own traumas. No, you know? exactly. Exactly. I also think it's very helpful to communicate that as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, like when it comes to, to your forefront, it's like, oh, snap. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, communicate it and then bring it to the throne of the Lord and yeah. pray it out. Work it out. That's so good. Yeah. But we hope that you guys took some gems away from this that will really help you look at your single season as honestly like a beautiful season to savor. Because once it's gone, it's gone. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful thing. And we're going to be rejoicing with you when that time comes. But don't miss out on what is current living in a fantasy of what is to come because... You're yeah. always going to be looking for the next thing. Because even yeah. when that thing comes, you're not going to be satisfied because you're living from expectation. Yeah. So be where your feet are. That's like one of our mottos, low-key, yeah. high-key. Um, and just find the beauty and the ways that you can personally thrive in your single season. Leave some comments below of some intentional ways that in your single season, yes. in the next three months, let's say, that you're really going to focus on every week um, to, to just thrive more in your single season and make the most of your time. Yeah. And yeah, we'd love yeah. to see what you guys say. Absolutely. Uh, I definitely think it's very, it's very important uh, to be present in your, your current season, your current single season. So I 100% agree with you, Brett. Amen. So thank you guys for listening. We're going to pray over you guys. Yes. Okay. Join me in prayer. Father God, thank you, Lord. Thank you once again, Lord God, for gathering us here together, Lord through this platform that you have allowed us to be a part of, Lord God, to be in community with our listeners, with each other, with the team, with everyone, Lord God, to talk about a very difficult season to understand like it is single season. Lord, we thank you for the work that you do within our hearts in yes, single God. season, Lord, that I pray that the Holy Spirit you help us to see exactly what it is that you are working in us, Lord, and to be humble about it, Lord God, to remove any spirit of pride, remove any spirit of self-righteousness, Lord, to allow room to receive what it is that you are trying to show us and teach us and and ultimately take out of us to create to, to look more like you, Father God, to love our neighbor like you do, Lord. Father, thank you so, so, so much for for the experiences and the work that you have already done thus far, Lord, and the work that you will do however long that this single season lasts, Lord yes, God. Lord. Um, we praise you in advance, Lord, for everything yes, that Lord. you that you have done and remove and just the way that you are and for loving us first, Lord Jesus. Because you love us first is why we are able to love others, Lord God. Because you forgave us is the reason why we're able to forgive um, everyone else, whoever has wronged us, Lord Jesus, and to make room for the heavenly love that we aimlessly 
not aimlessly, that we ultimately want to experience, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, once again for gathering us. And I pray all this in your mighty and holy name. Amen.